universe <coughs> really <coughs> is one progressive understanding and development of what Hashem is. What Hashem is. Okay, so we have to start with the basic definitions of Hashem. And uh, we started with the first definition of the first Hagdorah, property of what Hashem is understanding Hashem. And we also saw, yes, we had a bit of a discussion of, of Emuna and Yediya, knowledge and belief. And we saw a Rambam that talks about knowledge in one place, knowledge of God, belief in God. We said what we said yesterday about the Rambam, that there are those who say that the Rambam is Yediya, when the Rambam is Yediya, it means proofs. Emuna means, means, means uh, belief without proofs. The Ramchal, we're taking a different approach than the Ramchal, that there's two types of of, of understanding, two types of um, knowledge. There is knowledge which is just emuna, meaning there's only so much you're going to get, and you are being told to accept this idea, to embrace this idea, and to internalize this idea as truth even though you can't really get to the core of the idea. Even though you can't get to the kishkas of the idea. You can't wrap your head around the whole thing. You can't nail down all the details. It's a little bit beyond you. But I'm telling you it's true. I'm telling you it's true. I don't know what's going on over there. You know, in this... In this uh, I don't know how he runs things. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know this guy, you know, how he... he plans on turning this company around, how, what, what my father's ideas are in, in, in Chinuch, or his plan is for the family stability. But I believe that there's a plan. I believe that there's something going on over there. I have full amuna. I trust my father. I trust my Rebbe. I trust the Gadol Ador. You know, I, suddenly there's, there is a, a, uh, a uh, instruction to everyone. From the Gadol Ador gives a psak. I don't get it. It's beyond me. It bewilders me. But I have Amuna, I accept it as truth, that it's, 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 it's correct, accurate, appropriate, and, I, and, and I'm going to work with it. So that, that's Amuna. Amuna, you know, is being presented over here as Amuna Pshuta, as we said yesterday. Simplistic Amuna. Something that I embrace as truth without being able to internalize it and, and really, uh, you know, be oimed on all the pratim. Get every, all the details clear. So why do I embrace it as truth? It's a good question. Why do I embrace something as truth if I can't quite grasp it? The answer is because I know it's coming from a trustworthy source. Now it's coming from a bona fide, true, trustworthy source. That's what Amuna is built upon. Is it true? I know it's coming from a true source. It's authentic. It's coming from an authenticated source. Even if I, it's a little bit beyond me, but I accept it as truth. I accept it as truth. <clears throat> Yediya, the Ramchal talks about Imuna and Yediya. Yediya is to begin to process things on my own. I not only just accept something, but I'm able to, I'm able to start to crunch it, start to process it, start to appreciate it and understand it. Understand it. So Yediya can also be thought of as, another, another way of saying it, to continue what we were developing yesterday, Amuna is simplistic belief. Yediya can be thought of and translated as sophisticated belief. 
understanding something with sophistication, knowing all the details, and knowing how things work, and understanding the bigger picture, and seeing how things click and fit together. Not just accepting the fact that, you know, this is what, you know, you know, not only I'm given instructions that bewilder me, I accept them, but, but I accept it as true and authentic, but being able to accept something as true and authentic and being able to understand it also. Getting, getting it worked out. That's Yediyah. Yediyah. Yediyah, again, Das is always a, 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 always a lushan of bonding with something, connecting with something. Chibor. Das and Chibor always go hand in hand. The idea of Chibor means to connect, to, to be at one with something. That's Yediyah. I'm at one with something. So I'm at one with it in that I, I, I can follow it, I can track it, I can process it. I'm aware of the details. The, the CEO brought me into his office and he showed me his whole plan for the next 12 months. He showed me how he's going to turn the company around. So now I see how, he got, how, how it's working out. I, and I've been around my, my father long enough. I begin to get into my father's head. I see, you know, what my father's plans are. I see how he'll say something and he'll do something. He really has a long vision down the road. That's Yediyah. When I not only trust that my father knows where he's going, even though he's holding the map upside down, right? But I, I, I have Yediyah. I can see how he's doing it. I see how everything is worked out. That's Yediyah. We still have to address this issue over here that we've seen the Ramchal. In the first, he's going to give us six principles, six properties, and six axioms over here in understanding what Hashem is. So in the first, we saw he says, Every Yid has to believe and know that what? From the second one and on, he drops the Amuno. He only talks about Yediyah. From numbers two through six, he only talks about Yediyah. He doesn't talk about Amuno. We'll have to get to that, but... Time being, let's let's uh, with, with a better understanding, clear understanding today, today of Amun and Yediyah, what Amun is and what Yediyah is. Let's return to principle number one, property number one, and and let's flesh this out. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu is what? What's the first property of the Rebbeinu Shalom? Understanding Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Sheyesh Sham, Matzui Rishon, Kadmon Vinitzri. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is a Matzui Rishon, Kadmon and Nitzri is an existence, an entity which is first. Kadmoin, which is original, Nitzri, which is eternal. And this original, first, and eternal existence is what created and continues to create everything in creation. That's a mouthful. Let's break it down. First, try, we have to understand what's Rishon, Kadmoin, and Nitzri. Um, first, original, and eternal. Why do we need three? Why wouldn't one suffice? Just say Hashem is eternal. Shem is Nitzchi. And what's the difference between Rishon and Kadmoin? They seem to be synonymous. First and original. Rishon is first and the first Rishon is original. So, so let's try. we got to explore, understand this because, this, again, the Ramchal is choosing his words very carefully over here. We always have to be with Daik, the Ramchal, in every Sefer. But he told us that he's writing Derech Hashem in a way that we have to learn it with, with, with precision. We have to learn it in a very, 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 um, uh, you know, <clears throat> observant way. And pay attention to all the the nuances over here. So what's Rishon and what's Kadmoin? What, what is first and what's original? So Rishon is a, an ordinal number, we'd say. Rishon means first. First. So the Rebbein Shalom is first. He's first. But first is, can be relative. Meaning, first you're first, but first for whatever system it is that we're talking about, Right? So if, you know, the end of Abba Subhanam, we're giving out ice cream, all the kids who learned nicely with their parents, 
or um, all the kids who were present for that 45 minutes, whether or not they were learning actually with parents, or all the kids who show up for the last 30 seconds when they give up the ice cream. In any case, you have a line of kids waiting for ice cream. And one kid tries pushing his way to the front of the line. What did, what did the kid at the front line tell him? I'm first. I'm first. You mean, what does he mean he's first? Oh, only Hashem is first. If you're first, Hashem is first. Right? So you go to great adventures. Someone tries cutting the line. Right? You know, we're not going to put up with that. I'm first. I'm first. I'm first. Chutzpah. Apikyrus. Rebaidin Shalalim is the only thing that's first. You're not first, Hashem is first. No, so it's Teretz is. First can be very subjective. First is relative. I'm first on the line for ice cream. I'm first on the line for the roller coaster. I'm first um, in the, the, you know, uh, the rotation of who gets to bring the, the papers to the office to make photocopies, right? I'm first. So first does mean first, but it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing before that first. First for a particular system. First for a particular system. But maybe there was another, there's other systems, and maybe there's other, um, other things going on that someone else could be first for. You were first online for ice cream, but who, who, was, first, uh, who was first online for um, you know, the pizza? Okay, so the reshine means first, but first from a particular system. So when we say Hashem is first, that's good, but it's not good enough. Hashem is like, like Hayom Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, first day of the week. But there was a, another day before that day, last week, right? For this week, this is the first day. But last week, there was, there was a, the, the last day of last week came before the first day of, of, of this week. Why? Because each week is, is, a new, is a new system. So Kosh Baruch was first, but who's to say that there wasn't another system before this system that, that preceded the Rebbein Shalalim. So that's why Rishon gets us started, but we need more than just Rishon. This system that we know, Hashem is first for this system. <clears throat> but what about, when we ask ourselves a question, an Amuna question, a basic question of belief, maybe there's something that precedes this system, that's Kadmoin. Kadmoin is nothing was there before Hashem. Kadmoin is original. Kadmoin is a lashon of Kedem to proceed and that means that nothing preceded Hashem. Nothing. There's no system that was there before the Rebbein Shalalim. Not only Hashem is first to the system that we're aware of, everything that we know, Hashem is first for. But maybe there's, maybe there's things we don't know about. Maybe there's things the Torah doesn't talk about. There's things that come before the Bereshis. The Akash Baruch Hu's Kadmon. Kadmon, he's original. Nothing gets there before Akash Baruch Hu. Nothing made it there before the Rebbein Shalom, Rebbein before everything. By definition, HaKadosh Baruch Hu precedes everything. Kadmon can be precedence, precedence, precedence. Same thing as original, what that means is nothing got there before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was Kaidem, he came before everything. Not just first, but before. Kaidem means before. Original. Precedence. What? It's mother and the fetus. Mother and the fetus? Right. I guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what? Oh, very good. What's that? Oh, it's Ramesh's. Okay, Ramesh, you may be onto something there. One moment, one moment, one moment. Okay, so that's, we know what Rishon is, we know what Kadmon is. What's Nitzchi Hashem is eternal? That means HaKadosh Baruch is going to keep going. Eternal means, now, so I said Hashem is first from this system that we're aware of. 
And not only that, Hashem is Kadmai. Nothing, nothing got there before Hashem. There's no system that precedes Hashem. Hashem is original. Nothing, nothing, nothing in existence, not in existence, no system that we know of or don't know of made there before Hashem. The original is before, the original is before everything. And not only that, but, but maybe Yaakov at some point is going to retire. Maybe he's going to go on vacation. Maybe he's going to just leave. Fold up shop. Nitzchi, HaKadosh Baruch is everlasting. That goes towards the future, okay? So we have Rishon, is a relative term, a subjective term, which means Hashem was there before everything else. Hashem is there first. So note that Rishon is not really about a direction in time, on the timeline. Rishon is, I'm first online. I'm first in the week. I'm first in the, um, in the, uh, First, what's, what's, the, what's the first in war, first in peace, and first in line for ice cream? There's some, st- what's this, uh, who knows what I'm talking about? There's a, a, a motto of a state, no? A state has a motto like this? First, first in war, in we'll Google it afterwards. First in flight? Well, first in flight, that's right, that's North Carolina. It's actually in my focus, it's North Carolina and Ohio. Right, in Ohio, yeah. yeah. And North Carolina has it on their license plates, but Ohio has it, I think, on their state court, if it's true. Ohio has a different one. First in, first in war, first in peace... <laughs> And first, at, uh, first, uh, first at the kiddush table. I don't remember it. I don't remember. It. I don't know. There's always some guy who's <coughs> at the, the chalampol first. When I was growing up. There was a big competition amongst the adults for this. And the kids were very aware of this. Who was going to be first at the chalampol? So they had to make a whole system. They had to bring out like 20 chalampols. But even that didn't like really solve the problem. Okay. Anyway, so first, <coughs> again, there's Rishon, Kadmon, and Nitzchi. First. It doesn't establish a timeline. First is, is, is relative. I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to do something, so HaKash Baruch is first in the system. Rish Kadmoin, that establishes a timeline. Nothing, nothing gets there before the Rebbein Shem. He's koidim to everything. He's before everything. He's the, the precedent to everything. He's original. Nothing comes before Hashem. And Nitzchi is the other direction on the timeline. Eternal Hashem is going to keep going. Nothing outlasts HaKash Baruch HaKash Baruch at no point will ever not exist. Okay? He always was and always will be. That's Kadmon and Nitzchi. V'hu shehimti umamti komash and nintzah b'metzius. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that entity that exists at Kol Hashem. He created and continues to create everything in creation. And what is this entity that we're talking about? V'hu ha'eloi ka'baruch Hu. Now at this point we can ask a question. Remchal is very careful to have six <coughs> properties, six definitions of Hashem. And that's the first chalik over there. That's the first perek. Six no more, no less. And he's careful also to make each of the six distinct and, and, and self-contained. Each is a distinct idea, because if, if one of the six would really be two or three ideas thrown together, then there would be seven or eight or nine. So the question we have to ask on the first definition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is he seems, it seems to be one A and one B. He says, what's the defi- what defines Hashem? Is Hashem is A, Rishon Kanman and Nitzri, Hashem always was and Hashem always will be. And Hashem created everything. There seems to be a second idea that Hashem is the creator of everything. Hashem created everything, Hashem is the creator, and Hashem, we have the eternality of Hashem's existence and the fact that Hashem creates everything. Rabchab puts them together in one definition, and that's, that's number one, and he numbers them at the end. There's only six. This Lechaira is one and two. One A and one B, not number one. Why is Rabchab making this into one principle, one property? Lechaira is two. Teretz is. It's it's a double it, 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 it's it's um it's they're It really is one definition because when once I say that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is first and is the precedent and is there before everything, 
then, um, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to be the creator. Rebbe has to be the creator. Because where else did everything come from? Now one can ask a question that maybe, that um, maybe there are um, other entities that are also able to exist on their own. And, it, and then this would be a problem with, with putting them both into one definition. So we'll see that as we proceed through the rest of the definitions, we'll see that other <coughs> properties of the Rebbeinu that come up will, will, uh, will cover that also. But for the time being, the reason why the Ramchal puts them both together is being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu necessarily comes before everything else and necessarily always existed and nothing can precede HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence. That means everything has to have, everything besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to have a source. Everything besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to have at some point not existed and then it came into existence. Everything therefore has to have a source for its existence, and that has to be Hashem, because Hashem is the only thing that always existed. Okay? And it sounds like we're drifting a little bit into philosophy, which I don't <laughs> want to, because it's not about philosophy. This is a savior that's about? Amuna. Excellent. That's the answer. What kind of Amuna? No, 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 no. Sophisticated Amuna. The Ramchal is here to give us the opposite. Sophisticated Amuna. Okay. Banning 500 over there. Not bad. Okay. <laughs> One for two. Um, maybe just don't try to answer any more questions for now until the end of the Sefer. And Ramesh, sure. that 500 record until <laughs> the end of the Sefer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we, we have to be careful. We're not getting into philosophy. We're not getting into all that stuff. But I just wanted this to be clear. We, we have to understand the Sefer. The same thing <coughs> understand the Sefer. The Ramachal says there's only six definitions of Hashem. The first definition, he seems to put two things together, but they're not really two different <coughs> things. Once you tell me that Akash Baruch Hu, always existed, and got there before everything else, anything else that's in existence comes after Hashem, and that means it had a time that it didn't exist, and then it existed. So where did it come from? It came from Hashem, so Hashem necessarily is the creator of everything. Okay? Bez, let's continue. You also have to know the following. This entity that is called Hashem, the nature of Hashem's existence, the true nature of Hashem, what Hashem is, Hashem's existence, Hashem's nature, is not known to anyone. Nobody knows anything about Hashem. No one knows about anything about the true nature of Hashem. The only thing that we know about Hashem is as follows. Hashem is the bastion, the epitome of perfection. That's the only thing that we know. Hashem has no shortcomings. Hashem has no flaws. Hashem has no imperfections. The only thing we know about Hashem is that Hashem is total, complete, perfect, no flaws, <coughs> no blemishes, no room for imperfection. That, the definitions, though, need a little bit of definitions. What is it? What's perfection? What's imperfection? If there's the only thing we know about Hashem, say it differently just to be macabre a little bit for us. Um, when we say Hashem is, is perfect and is not imperfect, is complete and can't be incomplete, is, is flawless and cannot be flawed, 
that means that there's nothing that Hashem could do better. There's nothing that Hashem could be better at. There's nothing that, that, that um, you know, could have been done a little bit better, but this is, the, this is the way Hashem does things. Hashem is incapable of doing things in a way that wasn't the best way to do it. Hashem is incapable of, of, um, of um, anything that's comparative. That, you know, this was great, but it could have been a little bit better. This way, it's impossible for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to um, not be able to do things in the most perfect, complete way. It's impossible for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be lacking in area, any area. It's impossible for the Rebbein Shem to have anything that he cannot do. It's impossible for the Rebbein Shem to have a, a, anything that he could do better. And it's impossible for the Rebbein Shalom to have any type of um, comparative lack or flaw in any area, which is not the case for any of those. By us, you know, there's always someone who can run faster. There's always someone who can be, who's, who's stronger. There's always someone who's smarter. And the smartest, most intelligent, most fastest person, there's limits to what he can do. HaKosh Baruch has no limitations. No limitations, nothing that he can't do, nothing that he can't do, that, 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 that um, can do he can't do better. Okay? That's all we know. So, so there's a lot going on over here. We're not going to rush through the first section because just we want to digest this and we want to get, as we, as we just said earlier, the point of, Derek Hashem is a, is a work of Amunah it's to give us a better uh, grasp, understanding, appreciation of, of Akash Baruch and his universe and his world and how he runs it. And it's there to give us not amuna pshuta. It's there to give us sophisticated amuna. That's yidia. Remember, we said yidia means sophisticated amuna. Ramchal, let's say that better. Ramchal Rabbi Yisai is here to give us sugyas in amuna. Derech Hashem is all about the sugyas, the the topics, the, the kishkas of amuna. What's going on at the core? That's what Derech Hashem is about, and that's how the Ramchal um, uh, Is, is, is approaching the Sefer. And that's what he means when he says Yediyah. He wants us to have things worked out. Okay? So, if he wants us to have things worked out, we're going to try to have things worked out ourselves. Let's just pause here for a moment. There's a lot of loose ends going on. We're not going to be able to tie all of them up this morning. We'll start to tie some of them up and we'll continue tomorrow. So again, first of all, the Ramchal just told us that we, can't, we don't really know anything about Hashem. <coughs> we don't know anything about Hashem. Garnished. No, we know nothing about the Rebbe Hashem. Nothing, 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 nothing. Hashem's nature is not known to anyone, even Moshe Rabbeinu. He said, nobody knows the true nature of Hashem. The only thing that we know, there's one thing that we know, Hashem is Shalom, Hashem can't be imperfect, Hashem can't be incomplete. So let's ask a question. We don't know anything about Hashem. We don't know anything about Hashem. Midas HaRachamim, Midas HaChesed, Besifi. Midas Hashem. Unknown caller, right? It's a good title for the class. <laughs> um, we know nothing about Hashem. Is that true? What do you mean? We have the Yud Gilu Midas Harachamim. Hashem, Hashem, Kelrachim, Vichanun. Look at that. Have that, that. You know, everyone pay attention to that chart over there. All the Yud Kevavkes over there, right? We look at it all the time, right? All, all these. Yeah, that's right. We'll study it later. Um, we know this if he wrote, right? Who doesn't know about this if he wrote? All the, the, the uh, Hashem's levels of, of uh, Koiches and Midas, right? All the levels of the, the names of Hashem. 
We know so much about Hashem. What does the Ramchal say? Speak to the Mekubalim. Speak to the people that uh, have the, um, you know, go to the old city, go to the old city, just bump into Kabbalah wherever you go, open house, come here, come to this Kabbalah class, come to this Kabbalah class, Kabbalah and Chalans, Kabbalah and Sushi, Kabbalah and Pizza, right? Mamish, there's tons of this stuff out, out there. And you hear about all these things, all about these things about the Rebbe Yishalat. What does Ramchal mean? We know so much about Hashem. Teretz is, okay, we ha- can't be afraid to say this. We know so much about something which is not the true nature of Hashem. All of this, the names of Hashem, and the Midas HaRachamim, and the Sphiris, and al and all these Shana things, all these nice things, right? They are all interfaces that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created with which to interface with the Bria. None of them are the true nature of Hashem. And look at the Ramchaz Lashen. This is really what he says this. The first line again of base. This entity called Hashem. The true nature of God is not known to anyone. That means above Hashem Hashem and above all the spheres and above all the meters and above all the kaiches and above all the names there is what we call Ein Soif Baruch the 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 eternal, infinite, unknowable Hashem, and, and that we don't know anything about what Hashem really is. Everything that we do know are constructs that Akash Baruch Hu was Mamsi that Akash Baruch Hu created, with which and through which, via which, to create a world, interact with the world, and run a world. All of these are interfaces. They're interfaces. They're not the true nature of Hashem. Amitas Mitziusim is nobody knows about it, the true nature of Hashem. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, the the biggest makubal knows big things about Hashem's system, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's system with which He runs the Bria, but not not about anything else. The only thing we know about the true nature of Hashem, whatever that is above that system, we know that what we know we know that it's shalim, shleimus, shleimus. A different the shleimus. We know that the, the, the Akash Baruch Hu is shalim. Whatever that system is, it's flawless. As the Ramchal, that's the only thing that we know. It, it's it, it, Hashem can't be imperfect. There's nothing that Hashem cannot do, and there's nothing that that is beyond Hashem's grasp. But there's nothing that Hashem could be better at. That's all we know. That's the but the only thing we know is shleimus. Okay, but this is another basic. Uh, uh, um, Definition and property of what Hashem is that Hashem is unknowable, but the essence of Hashem is unknowable. The only thing we do know is that Hashem is, is so shalom, there's nothing that He can't do. Okay, so um, there's still that, that leads us to at least there's two or three other things that have to be spoken out here. Um, excuse me, let's talk a little bit about Shlemus and then. Then we have to go back. We have to wrap up Amuna and and Yediya and speak out one more thing. At this point, let's speak something out. Anyone here ever bumped into the Apikarsim that likes to ask the Apikarsish questions? Like to, you know, there's 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 a whole string of questions at the Apikarsim, and I'm not talking about the missionaries, right? Not the people that are trying to ask you questions to show you that, um, you know, you have to believe in Yashka, otherwise. Otherwise, you're doomed, right? Not that, not, not those kind. But the, the Apikarsim, Apikarsim, atheists. What? 
Yeah, so they ask a question like this. Bolstering them. They say, can God make a bowl of cholent that he can't eat? Right? You guys ever heard this question? That's like a variant on that. The one they, can, can he make a rack that he can't pick up? But there's a better one. You know, the yeshiva sha'apikarsim. Those are the, the you know, the fry apikarsim. They ask that. Can God make a rack that he can't pick up? But the yeshiva sha'apikarsim, they know how to ask better. They say, can God make a bowl of cholent that he can't eat? Can God make a square triangle? So what do you do with these questions? Can God make a rack that he can't pick up? I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. But if he can make a rack that he can't pick up, there's something that he can't pick up. But if he can't make it, then something he can't do. I'm I, 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 gosh, I don't know. Maybe, I guess I should just take my yarmulke off. Wow. And my tzitzis. And, and, and maybe even my tie. Gosh. What should I? Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't keep Shabbos anymore. And, and I shouldn't keep kosher. And, and I shouldn't eat latkes on Hanukkah. I don't know what to do with that question. Oh my gosh. First of all, Rabbi Yisai, I mean, to think that, you know, anything like, you know, as sophisticated and complex and beautiful as Yiddishkeit, and like, you have like a silly question, can God make a rack that he can't pick up? Suddenly there's, you know, no more Judaism. That's such a narish approach, such an immature, unsophisticated approach to life, that someone comes up with a, <coughs> a very odd question and you're stumped. Okay, there's stumpers out there. Yeah, there's stumpers. Seder. But just the very notion that a question like that, like, schlugs up Judaism, schlugs up religion, that schlugs up Yiddishkeit. There's no greater immaturity than that. No greater immaturity than, than someone thinking that, like, 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 a, like a question like that can, can just, you know, destroy thousands of years of tradition that, that were, you know, a, a tradition that's been observed, developed, and embraced by the smartest men that ever lived. Oh, so you came up with a clever question about this rock that God can't pick up. Oh, I guess we're all wrong, right? We're all wrong. Oh, you're right. You know, touche. We surrender to... There's nothing more immature than that. That's, that's right off the bat. Um... But what is, the, what is the right answer to that? You know, can Hashem make something that he can't do? The answer is no, he can't make a rack that he can't pick up. He can't make a bowl of chalm that he can't eat because that would be limiting himself. There's not, he can't limit himself. There's nothing that can be impossible for him. So he can't go ahead and do something that he can't do. That's the answer. If you want an answer, that's the answer. That's the answer. Aye, right, but, but to say he can't do it, it's also... that's No, 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 no. Forget about the... What this is, is just a like, cleverly worded... Uh, um, something looks logical, which is really illogical. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's a um, a farce. Uh, <clears throat> hmm? It's a farce. It's a it's a it's a it's a facade. It's a hoax, and it's a cleverly worded illogical logic puzzle. Something logical, illogic that's presenting itself as logic, and and. Um, the bottom line is two things. First of all, the correct answer is Hashem can't limit himself because that would be a, a flaw in Hashem Shlemus. If Hashem could do something, make something that he can't do, there's a flaw in his Shlemus. Hashem Shalim, he can't disallow himself from doing things. He can't, you know, limit himself. He can't limit himself. Th- th- again, this is the real answer to the question. By Hashem doing things, setting something up that he can't do, he's limiting himself. And Hashem can't limit himself. Hashem is too perfect, too complete to limit himself. We can limit ourselves. If somebody really wants, they can mutilate their body. Right? They can amputate a leg so they can't, they can't run so fast anymore. Right? Only hop. They can take one of their arms off so they can't use both hands. They can't drive as well. Right? We could, we could, we could, we could mutilate 
Right, we can limit ourselves. We could do that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so shalom, he can't limit himself. That even when people will say, oh, they'll try to point out that that's still, there's a flaw in the logic, it's really illogic. And, and the second thing that we have to know in concluding for today is for anyone to think that you can come up with a clever question and, and uh, you know, with a little, uh, little chuckle, throw this question out to people and, and watch their brows furrow and watch them sweat and panic because they don't know how to answer this question. Now, one dumb question can trance and, and be mavatal, machavek, dismiss thousands of years of sophistication. There's no greater simpleton out there than that, than the person who thinks that he can really do that. It's a, the guy is an idiot, a simpleton, someone who is, who is, who is uh, immature, unsophisticated in his thought, if, if, you, if, 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 there, if there's a, even a habamina, you know, if we even entertain that such thing is, 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 is allowable, that we're talking about, there's no greater act of immaturity. Um, and and immaturity, immaturity of thought and, 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 uh, and, and just um, a complete lack of sophistication of uh, approach to life. Good. So that's what we're going to stop for today. There's a few more things we have to wrap up in putting Aleph and base together. Uh, there's also brackets here in base that we didn't read yet. <coughs> and all that and more Bez Hashem Yisbarach tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful today.